Would you like to hear it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's hear it. Let's hear the quote. My favorite quote is to be on the open deck of a great ocean liner uh, on the great ocean on a starfield night. That is as close to magic as we'll ever get. And that is a Walt Disney quote. Oh, I love that. back everybody to this week's episode of the dcl duo podcast brought to you by my path unwinding travel and uh, let me start by welcoming my fabulous co-host samantha to the show welcome sam why thank you brian i am very happy to be here and i am super excited about our show guest today it is not every day that we get to talk to a real live disney cruise line cast member (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. So uh, we have a lovely cast member with us from Disney Cruise Line who wanted to come on and chat with our audience. And we said, sure, why not? That sounds amazing. So I want to start by welcoming Rebecca to our show. Rebecca, welcome. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, Yeah, we're so excited. I mean, to be fair, we talk to cast members on board, right? Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But... We don't usually get to talk to you guys when we're not on board, right? You have your own lives. <laughs> so. <laughs> For now, until I go back. I'm about to go back in a few days. And then and then my life is talking to everyone on board. <laughs> but, but yes. <laughs> so Rebecca, why don't we start by, uh, before we dive into your background, why don't we just start by letting folks know. So you're a cast member on board the Dream, is that right? Yes. Yes. On board the Disney Dream. Love it there. <laughs> and and what kind of, like, what area of the crew are you with? Yeah. So I'm an entertainment host. So I'm on the entertainment crew staff team and we do all of the entertainment on board aside from what happens in the Walt Disney Theater. So all of the bingos, trivias, deck parties, and a lot of programming in the youth activity spaces as well. Awesome. So so you get to run Betty, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, she she is a handful, but I I serve Betty rather. I'm not uh-uh. trained to run her. But we work in tandem together. Yes. <laughs> for, for those not in the know, Betty is the bingo machine that they use. They call bingo her Betty. Betty. Yes. Bingo <laughs> Betty. <laughs> yes. I miss her. I hope she is well. But yeah. <laughs> well, Rebecca, how did you get your start with Disney Cruise Line? And, and maybe even before that, like, were you a big Disney fan before and going to the parks and such? Like, where did your where did your experience with Disney come from? And how did you get your start with Disney Cruise Line? So I grew up in Southern California about 25 minutes from Disneyland. Ah. So yeah. (laughs) So that is my like big connection with Disney. I grew up going there throughout elementary school. And then in high school, I was a theater kid. And there's a very big connection between like Orange County Theater and having a Disney annual pass, at least back in the day. So all of my friends had passes. That's what we would do like after school on a Friday night, like our parents would drop us off there. And then we'd hang out at Disneyland and get picked up later in the night. So I grew up going to Disneyland, loved it. It was a huge part of my life. And then when I, I the was, Dis- wait, so when I was having to like hang out at the local mall on a Friday night, you got to go to Disneyland on Friday night? That's not I fair. I was going to say that, like instead of sitting in a Target parking lot, like, yeah, we would go to Disneyland. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I even remember when I have a little brother, a younger brother, and we would do like Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. And when the opposite child was like in there, their club meetings one of like my dad would take me to disneyland and we would just go to like pizza port or pizza planet and then ride space mountain and leave like that was (laughs) a huge part of my growing up so it was like baked into me at that point and i did the disney college program 
when I was a sophomore in college at Walt Disney World because they had more they had more entertainment offerings. The California college program, you entertainment wasn't one of the roles you could go mm-hmm. for. And I kind of like been there, done that a little bit, even though I never I've never worked in Disneyland. But but yeah, so I was a character attendant in Animal Kingdom, but I worked in all four parks during my college program. And then I came back for a professional internship during my junior year. And I was on a team called Character Strategy within Entertainment, which worked with planning and backstage management and a little bit of social media as it pertained to the character offerings within all of Walt Disney World. And yeah, I was on that team when the parks shut down because of COVID. So it was really cool to see how this team that had worked like a little machine for so long had to adapt and do something different. Um, So yeah, I learned so much working in the parks, but it's always been cruise line for me. That was always something I wanted to do. Uh, I I think I'm a gold member. I haven't (laughs) haven't looked for a while, (laughs) but now I'd be like super platinum if you can count cruises, you get paid to go on. But yeah, so we had cruised... Everything from we did Panama Canal, Transatlantic, uh, we did Mexican Riviera, which I remember never getting off the boat. And then two Caribbean ones as well. Oh, and Alaska too. So like I grew up going on cruises and I always knew it was Disney Cruise Line where I wanted to work. And here we are. Wow. Nice. Did you be yeah. were you did you go on all four of the original ships before you started working for the cruise line? Yeah, the dream was the last one I hadn't been on. Yeah, the first time I'd stepped foot on the dream was when I was working, but that completed my four. And then, of course, I've not had the opportunity to go on the wish yet, but hopefully soon. So that's cool that, I mean, you obviously were familiar enough with the dream from being on the fantasy. So yes, for sure. Yeah, you you knew what sort of to expect with layout and all of that. But so when did you start working at the cruise line? I'm relatively new. So I started in May. I also graduated in May. So I had like two weeks in the middle there. And then I flew down to Orlando and started on the dream. Oh, awesome. How long are the contracts typically for? I know they change depending on the department, but for your department, how long? are the the contracts typically and I, I take it you've done what one contract now yes my first contract was only three months which was very short but i was not complaining and it was a great way to ease into it uh and since i didn't really have a break after graduating from college it was nice to only have three months and then i've been off for almost two months now but my next contract will be closer to five so it kind of just depends So Rebecca, we were talking off air and you mentioned that you get, there are questions you get on board all the time. uh, And you kind of wanted to share some of those with our listeners. And for our listeners out there, I want to say Rebecca's going to answer these as if we were all on board the dream, asking her these questions uh, in, what is it? 628? Is that the name of the the pub there? Pub 628? 687. 687. That's right. The whole number, 687. And so she's going to answer them as if we were guests on board. So no insane background spoilers here because we want to keep Rebecca on the straight and narrow. We love having cast members on. And so we take uh, great pains to make sure that they stay on the straight and narrow. <laughs> Rebecca, let me start with what, what's the question you get asked the most on board by guests? I would say as it pertains to like wanting people wanting to know about crew life, mm-hmm. a lot of people start with like, do you like it? Like, are you, <laughs> are you having fun right now? Like, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> 
like blink twice if you need any help. No, <laughs> <laughs> blink twice if you feel like you're being held hostage. Yeah. I love <laughs> to which I like answer, oh, I, we are totally fine. I am very happy <laughs> to be working on board. Uh, it is a constantly changing environment, uh, even as we've seen with the reopening after COVID, which I used your podcast as a huge resource because I hadn't cruised. The last time I had been on a cruise as a guest was 2016. So I knew there were changes even pre-COVID after that. And then, of course, with the reopening. Yes. And that change continued all throughout my first contract. It looks like it's pretty much leveled out now to be really close to normal, if not like almost fully back. Uh, even while I've been gone, there's been some big changes on like the crew end, not as much on the guest end. Was it a little bit of a challenge because I came in with certain expectations that were like pretty matched. Like I knew I'd be living in a very small room with a roommate and I knew I'd be working close to 70 hours a week. Like that is very much so what I signed up for. So like that was never a problem. But sometimes like the changing protocols related to COVID were a little challenging. But it looks like those have ironed themselves out now. So that's been a big help. Largely, my expectations were really matched. I loved sailing out of Miami. I think Miami is an excellent home port. I much prefer it over Port Canaveral personally. Really? Oh my goodness. We like never hear this from, well, we don't hear from the cast member side. We only hear from the guest side and guests like sailing out of Port Canaveral. Why, why do you like Miami better than Port Canaveral? Uh, for, for a place where you go like every four to five days, there's just infinitely more to do in Miami. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. There's like nothing at the port at Canaveral. Like you've got to take a cab or something to even get to like a a pharmacy or something. Right. Right. And like some people are able to go to the parks when they're working out of Port Canaveral, but I wasn't able to do that. I only, I got onto the dream at the end of May. So I was only going out of Port Canaveral for like three or four weeks before we moved to Miami. Yeah, we had to take like a 20 minute Uber just to get like a Starbucks and a CVS. Miami though, you can, there's so many lovely places for brunch and like fun stuff to do in the morning. And I'm flying back later this week and I booked like, a little like duck tour, like a boat tour at night oh, to, go, to go explore. <laughs> like there's just so much more to do there. And I, I like, I love Orlando obviously and like enjoy the parks, but I think as like an experience just where you can take a 10 minute Uber and have everything you need and all these lovely restaurants, it makes it really nice for us. Yeah. If you, if you only have a few hours off versus a whole, I mean, if you have a whole day off, yeah, you can get to the parks, but you're talking an hour to even a little bit over an hour drive back and forth. And so, yeah, I mean, that that totally makes sense. If you only have like, if you have four hours off in the morning and, you know, to go and I don't know, fill a prescription, buy some deodorant, go get some lunch, get (laughs) some food that's different than on the ship. This is like, uh, this makes total sense. It's interesting you say this because, you know, obviously from the guest perspective, it's just a different experience, but you guys are on the ship all the time with just some time off, like you said, every, every few days. Right. Right. And even just sitting on deck four and watching us sail away out of Miami. I think it is gorgeous. It is so pretty for like the whole, I would say even hour from when we um, step off from the port to when we're out to sea, like stunning views and like doing sailing away and seeing the buildings all around us is really cool as well. So I even just for that part of it, like once you're on board, the experience of being in Miami is just gorgeous. 
So you you mentioned your room and it being small. Can you give us an idea of like where on the ship are the crew rooms? I, I you know if you can't if you can just even say like the what deck level like where people we don't even know where are these crew rooms? Where is the you know and do you get to choose your roommate for example? Yes, happy to tell you because when we do the making of the dream presentation, that's one of the things I do in my role, um, which goes over the whole construction process for the ship. We have a little map there where we can point out where all of the crew areas are. So I lived in the very front of the ship, like literally the pointy nose part, like in (laughs) front of the theater. And I was on deck three, but behind the theater where I could walk out of my door and be backstage of the theater, which was kind of wild. So like you would hear the golden Mickey's going on as you're like walking (laughs) back to your room after dinner and be like, Oh, they have about 15 minutes left of the show. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So that's where I was, but there's rooms all throughout. If you could picture like the front of the ship, then below everything and then back up towards the aft, like that whole area, there could be rooms scattered throughout there. So yeah. And I could just walk up a flight and a half of stairs and be on the running deck of deck four. So that was like my little backyard, essentially. Yeah. And and roommate, you have one roommate, but how does that get chosen? Is it someone in your department? At some point, do you get to choose your roommate or how does that work? Yes. So I would only be eligible to live with people within entertainment, but that covers uh, like my team. It covers technicians in the theater, youth activities, counselors, maybe one more. Uh, performers live with each other or by themselves. But anyone within entertainment, I could live with. The roommate, you can request to live with someone if you have a friend you want to live with. Or if you don't, like you can have multiple roommates within a contract because everyone have, has different contract lengths. So I had, I had two within my last contract. So it kind of just depends. I didn't try and live with anyone and I was only there for three months. So I didn't want to like pack up my stuff Really? But yeah, so you, it depends. Yeah, you can, it's kind of a grab bag as to what the roommate situation is, but you're barely in there. So yeah, I presume that they, I presume they match you with somebody of the same gender unless you request. Otherwise, I'm sure there are couples that live together, I guess is what I'm saying. But other than that, you'd be you would be paired up with another female cast member. Yes. As of now, that's what it is. But they're looking to have that changed where like you can opt in to like a mixed gendered cabin if you want. Or like if you have a friend who's of a, a different gender, you can room with them. But as of now, I think you can only live with someone of the opposite gender if you're married, like not even oh, dating. But I think they're looking to have that change because obviously that isn't necessarily the most conducive to nor like living these days but yes that's what it is as of right now oh interesting yeah i am i I imagine that if you have a roommate who's in a relationship, that's kind of annoying if, if their loved one is constantly staying in your room. Um, it would be yeah. probably better Luckily, if they just I never had room. to deal with that, but <laughs> I, I imagine it would be extremely annoying. So it is a very small space, but I think most people are very respectful of that as well. So you mentioned, you know, you were prepared for the long work hours. I think you said something like 70 hours a week is what you're working. I'm curious about the time. Like, do you get time downtime? Uh, And, you know, you mentioned being able to get off the ship at the port. I just, you know, how often are you able to get off the ship? And then are you able to, during downtime, access any of the guest spaces on board? Yeah. So we really do get a fair amount of downtime. And this is probably what people ask me the second most after like, are you okay is about this. So the way I think of it, 
there's so many hours in a day, right? And like when you're just a normal person moving through normal life on land, you have to like cook your own meals. You have to commute to work or anywhere, not your house. I don't know, whatever you have to do normally to be a person, we don't have to cook our own meals. I can walk anywhere on the ship within like five minutes. So a lot of that time spent doing normal human function is taken away. And being back on land now, I would say that's at least like 10 to 15 hours that you spend cleaning your apartment, making food or finding food and getting places. So that's taken away. So I don't find the 70 hours to be extremely unreasonable because a lot of stuff is taken care of for us. So with that off time, I've just learned to be more purposeful with how I'm spending it. And whether that's sitting on deck four, which I love to do, or like going ashore and doing fun things in the port, um, you just learn how to make a lot more out of two hours than you would just like at home. So we're allowed in all of the guest spaces. Um, it depends on your role on board as to exactly what you're able to access in your off time. Um, but personally, for me, uh, this was the kicker, though, of what I was alluding to with the expectations. In a non-COVID time, we were able to just roam about the ship on our time off, uh, kind of do whatever we want, as long as we weren't like taking space away from a guest. Like If it was like a full movie theater, we couldn't sit in there. Um, stuff like that. Like You'd kind of just wait until like off times to do your thing. But when COVID numbers were relatively high, some of that got taken away. And that was the struggle for me. But now that's gone. So now my expectations are aligned. <laughs> and we, do get to, we do get to like swim in the pools. If you go to the uh, adult pool on a castaway day, it's all cast members there. Cabanas is full of crew on a castaway day because that's when everyone puts in their request to go to cabanas. So like stuff like that, we do get to do all of that. And my friends and I love to use the hot tubs like during the shows and during dinners. Oh yeah, and like sit at satellite, yeah, and like sit at satellite falls and all of that. We do have full access uh, to those guest spaces, and we can eat the food. We just have to put in requests for it and stuff like that. So yeah, it kind of works pretty well in our schedules. We only get them the day before at like 6 or 7 p.m. for my team at least. Uh, so you, you really just take it day by day as to what you're doing. And you're allowed to get off in the ports whenever you have off time. Uh, and you can do whatever you want. So I've been able to explore Cozumel a fair amount, uh, Grand Cayman a little bit less because we use tendering to get there. Oh, so yeah. it can just so it takes add a little longer. bit of time. Yeah. yeah. And then Castaway, we can go wherever we want. We have a crew beach as well uh, and a crew barbecue out there. So we have our own food there but we can like rent bikes go around we can do the snorkeling as well um and then miami usually we have at least until eleven thirty off on miami mornings so oh, it's pretty nice. easy yeah it's pretty easy so you don't have to, to go ashore so you don't have to do too much for disembarkation or i guess yeah the first the first thing my team does on a miami morning is welcome line so when we announce everyone's names and we clap for them that's the only thing we would do in the mornings and that doesn't start till 11 30 when people start boarding we love that by the way that's like yes. the best ever. <laughs> it's super fun <laughs> the names can be really hard sometimes and it really can and sometimes it's just in one ear out the other or like people don't know why we're asking so they like mumble and it or like names can be really hard sometimes. <laughs> so I always feel so bad if I like mispronounce their name in any way. But usually it's all very lighthearted and people laugh if I <laughs> say it wrong. But but yeah, I love doing that as well. Do people sometimes give you like crazy things to announce them as instead of like real names? 
Yes. And then you always just politely ask like, oh, wait, no, what's your family name? Like, what are you traveling? Like, who are you traveling (laughs) with? Because we're not supposed to say super silly things. But sometimes people travel with huge groups and there's like so many names. And there's always two crew staff people on the microphones doing that. So a lot of times we'll like look at each other for support and like cheer each other on as we are trying to say like four last names all together and remembering them and everyone's staring at you or recording. (laughs) (laughs) It it is a team effort for sure. (laughs) I I imagine that you have to be a pretty extroverted person work as an work in entertainment staff on a, a cruise ship. Am I am I wrong? Are there any introverts in the staff that you know of? I would say like I'm surprisingly very introverted, more so in the sense that I need my own time to recharge. So I when I do the art of the theme show tour, which is my favorite thing I do on board, I tell people when we get to deck four, like in 20 minutes when this tour ends, you will probably see me in a very different outfit sitting out here with my AirPods in, not looking at you. But like, I will happy to say hi, but like, I will not engage because that is like what I do to relax and recharge. Um, and I think that's more of the key of like me being introverted. And then I have my like crew staff bubbly personality as well that comes out too. So it's definitely a balance. And a lot of people are like that as well, where they're able to like step in to their like not not persona because it's not fake in any way but like step into that role a little bit and like elevate already very natural personality. I know exactly what you're talking about because so Brian and I are both lawyers, as you know, and I uh, used to do a lot of trial work. I don't actually do much Mm -hmm. uh, anymore, but I always describe myself when, you know, I have a a trial persona and it's still me. It's just a more polished version of me. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's the presentation version of me, which is just like you said, in sort of an elevated version of yourself. It's still you, but you have to be on, right? You have to sort of exude this like I know what I'm doing I'm friendly I'm happy exactly (laughs) yeah Even if sometimes and even even most of the time you may be feeling that inside and other times you might not be feeling that inside I love the 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 tour the art of the theme show tour and I was just going to mention for our listeners uh, if you haven't heard of it before it's back but it is a adults only tour of whichever ship you're on and they will sort of Take a cast member will take you around and show you different design elements and sort of explain the theming behind those design elements. It's super interesting. And I know that every time you take the tour, even if it's on a, uh, the same ship, you will get something different because different cast members get to put their own spin on what details they really like and what things they want to point out. So even though I'm sure there's like sort of a set training that goes along with it, you guys get to kind of craft the tour as you like, right? Exactly. Yes. Think like the Imagineering story on Disney Plus, but like with a crew member who loves this job more than anything and like loves the ships so much and are just able to share like their personal stories and connections and what sticks out to them the most about the design of it. I love it so much. Usually it's a little more of an advanced thing to do within my role. And most people don't do it till like their second or even third contracts. But that was like the second thing I learned because I was just so drawn to it because I find it fascinating. So I was still doing it with my earning my ears tag on. And I asked my manager, I was like, has anyone ever done that before? It seems kind of, kind of strange, but it's, it's my favorite thing we do. I highly recommend it. Well, I want to know what your favorite fact is from that tour. Like what's the one, what's the one that you love to talk about? That is a very good question. Okay. I have, I have two. I love pointing out in Remy 
in the welcome hallway before you go through the main doors into the dining room. Uh, as of now, there are two wine bottles in there that were the same wine bottles that were shown in the movie Ratatouille uh, because those animators know their stuff and nothing is done by chance. So they like researched real wine labels that exist out in the world. And on the dream, at least, both of them are still there. I had someone take this tour who had recently been on the fantasy and they said someone had bought one of them. Uh, which is kind of wild because they are very expensive. Yeah, I think one of them is like a $20,000 bottle of wine or something. So, yeah. Yes, I believe it is 16000 and then 32000 So I love pointing those out. People love that. And then I love ending the tour in front of the Walt Disney Theater uh, with one of my favorite Walt Disney quotes as well. That I remember the first time I heard that, I had like tears in my eyes because I think it just sums up Disney Cruise Line perfectly. Would you like to hear it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear the quote. My favorite quote is, to be on the open deck of a great ocean liner uh, on the great ocean on a starfield night, that is as close to magic as we'll ever get. And that is a Walt Disney quote. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. So I love ending the tour with that. Yeah. And sending people on their way to keep exploring. Yeah. I think I think Walt would have loved the ships. I think he would have just been in awe of what you all as cast have been able to accomplish on the seas that that to bring bringing that Disney experience. I'm not sure he ever imagined it was possible. But yeah, I think it's pretty amazing. I think he would have been. Yeah, I love the story behind the color of the ship. I think that's just yeah, crazy. Then, yeah. the pants, yeah. the Monica <laughs> pants, blue pants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, super fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one to tell as well. Well, I got to believe, Rebecca, the third most asked question of a crew member, and I'm guilty of asking it myself, is, so how's the food down there in the crew mess? Oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know if it's my taste palettes or what, but it's not my favorite. I won't lie. That's probably my biggest issue on board, which I'm very much going to work on this next contract. But I will say many people are extremely creative with it. And my trainer, who I love dearly, also is a chef and like competed on MasterChef and all of that. So like he knew what he was doing. And I learned not just on the job tips from him, but tips in the crew mess as well of how to like combine things from different areas that you wouldn't think to combine and create like more enhanced meals. (laughs) But yeah, versus just like picking up a spoon of like room temperature pasta and putting it on your plate. But think like college dining hall. Uh, I would say it's more variety. Like each day we have different stuff, but slightly less quality. But I don't know. I, I think food is food at this point. And if it fuels you and lets you do what you have to do, so be it. That's how I'm approaching it this next contract. But we are able to put in requests for other foods. So to have like a flows sprinkled in here or there, or like go to a main dining restaurant every once in a while, it makes a big difference. Well, we have experienced, we believe we've experienced the Indian food off of the crew mess because we had a a server who was bringing us Indian food constantly uh, at dinner. And uh, 
Good, but I have a feeling it's tough for them to cater to such a wide palette, right? I mean, you've got so many crew members from different international regions and trying to satisfy all those palettes in one place. I'm sure that that is is very difficult. For sure. And just like the limitations of what is easiest to get on board, like stuff like cheese, which I would say is my favorite food group. And even like certain types of fruit, they're just like harder to have on board. So that kind of stuff is what's more limited in the crew mess. Yeah, you get used to it. How uh, so? I take it that the you would say the guest food is better than I mean, you have probably less variety on the guest end just because obviously you get the same main dining menus over and over again. But I would guess the quality on the food is better on the guest side, yes, like dramatically. But yeah, and I, I love eating in the guest restaurants, I've eaten everywhere except Paulo and Remy. So I've been to all of the rotational dining and then all the quick service as well. I will do anything for the black truffle ravioli from Animator's Palette. <laughs> that is my absolute favorite. Like I've ordered it and I feel bad doing this, but I've ordered it while being in like Enchanted Garden because I know they do that, but I feel bad asking for it. But I love it so much. Like I'll order multiple of them and have that be my entree. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I well, listen, I agree. Um, take that, Josh. Here's another person who loves my trouble for sets. Stop um, picking on poor Josh. My God, you're giving the guy a complex. <laughs> he already said he was so nervous to have them again on the Wonder. <laughs> and we, and we have it back that he's going to disappoint you in some way. I know. I love teasing. I, I love teasing. They're just so good. So yeah, like it's fun to like try everything and even just like a little sweet from Vanellope's every once in a while goes a long way too. And I think nothing beats eating like the chicken tenders and pizza from flows by the pool on a nice day. <laughs> like that's, that does a lot for me. So it is fun to, that variety does enough for me too. Like sprinkled in with what we have from the mess and then guest food every once in a while. And then like, there's a Starbucks in every port. Like there's stuff you can find on land too. Can, can I ask sort of a kind of a follow-up to this? You know, there's a crew mess. Are there crew bars? Yes, there is. That was one thing that was closed until about the last three weeks of my contract, or it was like grab and go, but because of COVID, but recently reopened. And that does a lot for people socially as well, just to have like a space to gather and chat with very cheap drinks as well. Yeah, I imagine it'd be quite hard to to sort of live without some social gathering space for the crew for all those months. Wow. Yeah, that's also what was limited when I first got on board as well. We weren't even allowed to like meet as a team of like less than 20 people for the first like month and a half that I was there. So there were no crew events. We had like virtual trivia. Like there wasn't anything we could do. But once that got reassessed, it made it a lot easier to gather as crew. So they've done so many crew events while I've been gone. So I'm really excited to go back. I already have my costume ready for our crew Halloween party. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they do make sure that we're having a good time. Not during COVID, but now they make sure we're having a good time, which is nice. Well, it's funny because it sounds like you're basically doing hybrid work on board a ship, which we all had to experience here on land. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, the kicker was that like we were doing in-person work, but it was hybrid social activity. Right. Yeah. But Yeah. 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 But yeah, it should be mostly back now, which is very exciting. 
Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action to thank our amazing show sponsor over at My Path Unwinding Travel. We have really come to love all of the agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel, who you've heard on this show. So many of their agents have been on the show sharing their great experiences with concierge sailing, adventures by Disney, and just unique sailings across the Disney portfolio. And so have really come to rely on their expertise as we think about our own vacations, questions we've had about sailing concierge for the first time, questions about unique itineraries, and they are just so knowledgeable, so friendly, so giving of their time. My Path and Winding has some fabulous Facebook groups out there that you can join around concierge sailing, the Disney Wish, the Disney Treasure, just all kinds of great groups where they answer questions from people who haven't even booked vacations with them. So love, love, love the great experience, expertise, friendliness of My Path Unwinding Travel. So if you are thinking about booking your next Disney Cruise Line vacation, maybe been thinking about taking the leap and upgrading to concierge or have been eyeing some special adventures by Disney trip or really just want to benefit from the knowledge and expertise that a great travel expert can provide, highly recommend heading over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. And with that, back to our episode. I'm, I'm curious, we see reports all the time of guests bringing things on board for the crew, you know, candy or whatever it is. I'm What's the, maybe it's a two-part question, like, if you were going to tell people, oh my gosh, if you want to get in our good graces, bring us this. <laughs> what is that thing or what is the thing you miss the most when you're out, uh, you know, sailing on the ships that you just, you can't get easily? I'll say <laughs> the, what first came to mind when you said that is one of our guest artists, our magician, John Cassidy. I don't know if you've seen any of his shows while he's been on board, but he's genuinely one of the sweetest people I've ever met ever and loves his job so much. But he's in this weird space of like kind of being a guest because he, like comes and goes and isn't there for like every cruise and like stays in a guest cabin, but he gets to know all of us super well. And he'll bring on a full bag of candy for the crew each time he comes back on board. And I particularly love the chocolate covered cookie dough bites that you get at the movie theater. And I told him that and he came back the next cruise with like three boxes just for me of those. Be like John Cassidy if you if you want to get in the cruise. <laughs> good graces but yeah because it has to be prepackaged things so like it's not even food like i've gotten um this little medallion like a little wooden medallion with a mickey on it that says you are the magic so even just like thoughtful stuff like that or someone made these handmade i don't even know how to describe them but they were kind of like not friendship bracelets but like woven little things like that and they would do little figures so i have like a little yoda that someone gave me like that thoughtful stuff that just shows that you like are appreciative, never expected whatsoever. But like, I've had little kids walk up to me and like hand me their little thing and they're so proud of it. And like, so happy to say like, thank you. So little stuff like that, I keep all of it. And I would just use it as decor in my little crew cabin. So yes, either John Cassidy or cute little kid handing you something they made at home. <laughs> <laughs> on on that, on that note, I want to ask just about tipping and and just more on the sort of general sense i obviously everyone knows you can tip your servers you can tip your stateroom attendants can you tip entertainment staff um i remember in my training in the parks we were told to always turn it down i can't remember if we were explicitly told to not accept it but like our role is not a tipped role like that's not standard whatsoever and i never had anyone like even attempt to do it and I, our salary is adjusted to not reflect tipping. So it's not really necessary. Uh, if anything, I would imagine it would, we would just much more appreciate like a kind word or like a little thoughtful token, like we were talking about. So yeah, entertainment at all. That's never 
the expectation. And I would say our salaries are adjusted to reflect that, if that makes sense. Yeah. So following up there for a second, Rebecca, like what's the best way to recognize crew on board? Is it the comment card? Because that's what we hear. But, uh, you know, what's the best way to give crew recognition for those uh, those folks who make the make the magic extra special? Yes, it is a comment card. And after each cruise, we have a list of every single comment that was made about an entertainment crew member that gets put up in our office so we can see it. So we will directly see what's written on those comment cards if you have a name on it. So that is the best way to do it. And then I don't think our team keeps track of them in any way, like on paper, but they are like noted. And it's very clear, like who gets a lot of comments, not necessarily bad if you don't, because a lot of people just work either if you're like, if you're in the kids club all the time, you're not going to get a lot of comments, right? Because the parents don't know your name. Right. Or like if you're the adult host hosting Match Your Mate, like you're going to get a lot of comments. But yes, we do see all of those. So that is the best way. I don't think we use like the hashtag cast compliment like they do in the parks. Um, So it is it is those comment cards. Yeah, 100%. That's good to know. Yes. And it makes everyone say I love seeing my name on those lists. It's kind of sad because you can't see who left them. Actually, you can see the stateroom number. But I, I don't know anyone's stateroom number. You're right. yeah. 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 But it is it is always so fun to like be in the office and see your name that you made an impact on someone. Yes. Put those entertainment cast members in your in your comment cards. <laughs> so I'm curious too, are there um are there preferred ships or routes that the crew really, you know, some I'm sure that different crew like different ships and routes for different reasons, but like are there people who are like, oh man, I really want to get on, I guess it'll be the dream soon, uh heading over yeah. to Europe. <laughs> Uh, to see those European ports or whatever it is, like are there, are there are there spots where the crew really would like to be and or and or more popular? Let me put it that way: more popular spots with the crew. Well, I will say I got my assignment for the Dream two days after they announced the Dream was going to Europe, so I felt pretty good about that <laughs> <laughs> because the magic, since it was like the first original ship, and they'd been doing that Europe just that Europe summer for so long. That had kind of been like unofficially reserved for people who had been with the company longer. Whereas the dream has kind of become like a training ground a little bit. So it's really exciting that the dream is going there. I'm extremely excited to do the Europe summer because I've just heard excellent things about it. But there's people on my team who've done it. And they love it, but they're like ready to let other people do it. Uh, I would say though, from what I've heard just from different people, everyone loves the wonder. Oh, they say it's like yes. the forgot yeah. <laughs> they say it's like the forgotten cousin of the fleet, but it has um, as you know, like the spectacular itineraries for it. And the size is very conducive to a close-knit community. Um, The assistant cruise director for The Dream right now, who I love, she's one of my favorite people ever. She started on The Wonder and she's like obsessed with it. Like she always has to say like, yeah, I love you guys, I guess. But like The Wonder is where it's at. We agree. We agree. Yeah, it's funny. I I honestly think that some of that is reflected in how the guest experiences. And I and I don't mean to poo-poo any other ship. They're all wonderful and have amazing cast. But there's something warm about the wonder and its cast. And and I and I feel like we experience that even as a guest. For so, sure. I don't know. Yeah. They're yeah. just completely different vibes because the demands that come with all of those different itineraries are so different and they can wear on the crew in different ways. Mm-hmm. But from what I understand about the wonder, it sounds like a lovely place to be, but I will be staying on the dream 
through September <laughs> because I'm <laughs> You're like, I, I need to do that Europe season. Yeah, I hear I you. I've, ex- I've expressed that to every single person who could possibly impact where I am scheduled. <laughs> 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 they all know Rebecca wants ha- to go to Europe. Has- yeah, hashtag Rebecca goes to Europe. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Uh, yeah. listed on that- my little thing that says, like on our little list of who's going where under my name, it says do not change in all caps. <laughs> right, right. Because it's, so it's a, it doesn't it's a get ways, Yeah, because it's still a ways away from, you know, yeah. your, it won't be on this next contract for you. It'll be no. on the contract after, right? It will not. But my next contract is scheduled where I get on the dream like two cruises before the transatlantic and then get off with only two cruises after. Oh, or two that's cruises amazing. before the next transatlantic. Yes. Fingers crossed that all stays the same. Yeah. So you, so the way it looks, you'll get to do almost the entire European season. Yes. That is what it is slated to be as of right now. Yeah. I'm so excited. The transatlantic scares me a little bit, Yeah, but (laughs) a lot of days at sea. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of days at sea and you, what you lose an hour each day. That sounds so hard because even when we lose one hour, when we go to Cozumel or it, or like whoever we're going back and forth between Cozumel and Grand Cayman, we have an hour change. And it's hard. Like, it's hard on your body physically. You can feel it. So I can't imagine having six days in a row where you lose an hour each day. And then you're doing a C-day schedule the whole time. So it definitely scares me. But I we've never had, while I've been sailing, a cruise longer than five days. And you get to know people on a five-day cruise. So I can't even imagine those 13 or 14, that transatlantic how well you'd get to know everyone. So that's really exciting. So Rebecca, one thing that I've always been amazed by is that when we get on board, I mean, there are definitely crew we've interacted with a lot who I I would suspect they're actually remembering us, but the crew seem to have a really good memory for people who've been on the ships before. Is that really a memory or, uh, you know, are they in some manner or like, do guests get flagged back to you as people that you might've interacted with before to, so you know they're coming on board in some way? If you can answer that, if you can't. Totally yes, <laughs> yeah. I think it depends because... We, we do have the opportunity to interact, especially within my role. Like we do a lot of performance. If someone were to come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, I saw you hosting Sailing Away on my cruise two months ago. Like that, that doesn't do anything for me. But if it's like a guest that I was able to make an actual connection with during Art of the Theme show or like who sat at my crafting session for an hour and we chatted, mm-hmm. like... It, those kind of people, yes, 100%. And like, I can remember many people just from my last contract who were guests that like, if they were to come back on board, I would 100% remember them. Because some people sail for extended amount of time. Like there were this, there was this family that did three cruises back to back. They were so happy. They always engaged with us. They came to all of the adult events, each cruise and like each night. So we all remember them and like love them. But sometimes my role can fall into a weird spot where like we're entertainment, but like often we don't have Mickey Mouse with us. And that often makes people slightly less interested in our role a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) When we do have Mickey Mouse with us, they're very happy. But yeah, but a lot of people do go out of their way to really engage with cruise staff because we're really everywhere. So I would say get cruise staff on your side (laughs) and we'll remember you fondly. Not that anyone spites us ever, but... Well, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, yeah, I want to I want to say like when we say get in your good graces or that sort of thing, like the service level minimum expectation on Disney Cruise Line is already high. And so it's a, it's more about making a connection with a crew member and, you know, almost befriending them in a way which, you know, just potentially deepening the relationship a little bit between you and the crew, which I always... Oh, exactly. I, speaking yeah. of Josh, I'm going to give Josh a shout out for he loves to talk to crew on board. And so um, I think that that goes just a long way toward, you know, making 
them feel like they're not just there to serve you. Yeah. That they're actually appreciated, which I think is such a great thing. Yeah. We love talking to, to crew. I, I well, Sam, feel Sam like- loves talking to crew. I, I'm, I'm much like, Rebecca. I'm just like, I don't, I don't like people like, please give me a space. <laughs> I'm kidding. Rebecca obviously likes people. <laughs> yeah. No, but I love I love talking to crew. I love finding out like, you know, how they got on the ship. What ships have they been on? What are their favorite itineraries? Like things like that. Um, but I'm going to start bringing candy with me because I <laughs> I wasn't really sure that that was something that was appreciated. But now that I'm hearing that it is, I'm definitely going to start bringing candy. Well, it, it was funny. At one point, somebody was saying, bring shampoo. The crew needs shampoo. I'm like, what? The crew needs shampoo? We have like, shampoo. Like, yeah, well, I was just like, I was like, that's why I sort of wanted to ask the question. Like, what's the thing that weird. the crew needs? Yeah. the most yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no we don't need shampoo if anything <laughs> like i'm trying to even think what could more like scratch the itch for what we'd be missing on land i don't know we like we're, we're not completely disconnected so, yeah. right like right. we don't need basic necessities at all if anything we love just like a moment of thoughtfulness and like pause because i feel like just something that like stops you in your tracks a little bit because we can often just be like so go 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 but something that makes you stop and reflect, I would even say is more valuable than candy. So like even just a little like token of appreciation or like a moment of like, whoa, I'm doing this and I love it. And this is why it goes a long way. I'm curious, are you are you allowed to take photos with guests? Because I get, I get some apprehension from people about whether they should or shouldn't, not whether they want to. Well, I to. think there were some COVID differences. Uh, yeah. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. But I just want to make sure like, are, if you're allowed to take photos with guests or not. Yeah. Yes, we definitely we definitely are. And uh, there was a moment where we couldn't hold a guest's phone, but that's that that has gone. And so like when I left, you weren't able to hug Mickey, but like now you can. Now all crew doesn't have to wear a mask unless they want to. So then it just goes like a person by person basis of whether that person wants to do that. But you're always at this point now, you are welcome to ask and they are allowed to say yes, if that is what the crew member wants. But yeah. So you, you I know you have not yet eaten at Paulo or Remy. Is that something that you are able to do? I mean, I know they're you know, obviously more expensive meals, but is that something that you, you can do as a cast member? For Remy, and this is part of our Art of the Theme show tour as well, when you, I don't know if you've ever been in that back room of Remy, red and velvet and themed like Gusto's, uh, that is where like the captain can invite a crew member to dine, which is very rare. Like I'm not about to be invited by the captain to dine in Remy, but like if the captain... If you like for any crew on board, you have to be invited by the captain to eat at least in that room of Remy. And then I know for us, we are not allowed to eat in Remy. Um, For Apollo, it's flexible, I think. Like, I think it changed while I was on there, but it's either for recognition, like a lot of teams uh, for youth activities. For example, if you're the youth activities counselor of the month, they take you to Apollo and you eat there. And I think if your family is sailing and they eat at Apollo, you can eat at Apollo. Or maybe if it's your birthday, it's unclear what the current rule is, but Paulo is on the table slightly, but I really, really want to eat at Paulo for sure. I've already told my parents because they're trying to sail in January on my sweet discount, as you mentioned. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I've told them, I'm like, you will need to then secure a reservation at Paulo so I can eat there with you. Oh yeah, (laughs) I I really want to go. But Remy doesn't interest me as much, at least in this stage of my life. But Paulo, I've heard lovely things. A lot of them from your podcast as well. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm always, I'm always like, they're dangled in front of me as I do Art of the Theme show at least once a cruise. And I get to take people through those spaces, (laughs) um, but have not eaten there myself yet. 
Well, Rebecca, any top questions here you get from guests all the time that we haven't talked about that you wanted to uh, you want to share with our listeners? Um, a lot of people ask. Uh, I guess this is for someone potentially more in the know uh, about like entertainment and how it works on board. But a lot of people ask about our shows because my role is directly involved in Mickey's Pirates in the Caribbean and Sailing Away and a lot of the dance parties that happen on Deck 11 as well. So a lot of people ask like how we learn those shows and then oh, what yeah. it's like to perform up there because my role goes back and forth between like performance, but then also like helping with bingo. It's nice to have that kind of variety. Yeah. It's like performing and hosting, right? I mean, that's like a huge part of it. Yeah. Right. And like what's next for us. Like I wasn't able to learn everything in my first contract so like my big things that I want to do when I get back are Mickey's Pirates in the Caribbean, Match Your Mate, and all of the adult stuff that is offered. Because that is just a huge selection of things to learn. With like, Because for the adult hosts, they do all of the adult entertainment on each sailing. So you'll see the same person in, for us, Evolution each night. Mm-hmm. So to learn all of those and be comfortable commanding a room full of adults is a feat in itself. Yeah. So I really want to try and tackle that this next contract, along with Mickey's Pirates, which is just a lot of blocking, a lot of lines, a lot of knowing exactly where to go, when to fire the gun. But, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> how, how do you learn, how do you learn all the, the, like the dances for those deck parties too? Cause you guys have to do, as you mentioned, there's, you know, a couple of different deck parties and also even like the atrium welcome there, you know, there was I, I don't I don't think that's happening anymore, but there was like a dance that went along with it. Like mm-hmm. what 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 time do you all have? Do you do you learn any of that before you get on the ship? Or is that you have to learn once you get on and, and how is that built into your schedule? So we do not go to Toronto like the main stage cast does. So I knew nothing when I was coming on board. And within my first week, they handed me like this giant binder that had all of the scripts for all of the different shows that we do. Uh, because now we cover the shows in the kids club as well. So there's a lot of stuff we have to learn there too. And then everything oh, yeah. for family so like entertainment. When, so like when Stitch or, or somebody comes into the, the kids club yes. and does like a show, you guys are doing that? That's us. Yeah. So we work with our character team to do all of that. So like Pluto's pajama party, Stitch's Mm -hmm. space goo. We are like the the face that you see accompanying those characters doing those shows. So we have to learn all of that, all of the princess shows in there. Oh, and so, and what and and isn't one of you like a mad scientist doing yes. some yeah, yeah. Yes, there's a couple <laughs> the couple the mad scientist comes to join a couple of the, the kids clubs which I that is it, yeah, that is something teaching kids how to make goo, but I've, been there, I've done that it. one for open house, yeah. I've, yeah, I, yeah, that yes. one is really fun. So we have to learn all of that as well. But those are often really really fun Mm -hmm. i love pluto's pajama party yes big fun but we get handed a big binder for with all of those scripts and we get some script time scheduled into our days where we just sit and we learn it and then we work with more experienced people in our role to teach the choreography and stuff but it's a lot of on your own learning because we don't have those rehearsals really so the first time I did sailing away with all the characters was in front of everyone. Like, oh my goodness, that's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. 
So that's why it's like really hard to learn those shows because you don't, we don't get rehearsals for them because my role, pe- new people come all the time. We don't come as a cast. So they just like don't have the ability to schedule those rehearsals. So like we rehearse like in Outlook, like <laughs> with, with one other person <laughs> to like learn the blocking, but we don't get to do it fully until we're on stage in front of all those people watching. But yeah, so that is definitely very strange and, a, and an interesting way to go about it. But it's one that makes the most sense. And it's there's always new shows being added as well, especially with our reopening still. So I'm sure there will be a handful of shows that weren't there when I was there two months ago that I'll have to then learn when I get back. Well, Rebecca, I think we've reached that point in our show where... I need to hand you over to Sam for arbitrary questions, even more arbitrary rules with a dash of judgment. (laughs) Sam, why don't you take it away for rapid fire? Yay. I am so excited to do rapid fire with you, Rebecca. I am going to, I, I'm going to ask you your Disney Cruise Line favorites because why would yes. I not? You know, I'm going to, obviously the first three questions are going to be our, our general Disney favorites. So sure. Rebecca, who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? Uh, Ensign Benson. Ah, Ensign <laughs> Benson from the Golden Mickeys. That is like, like the best answer. <laughs> that's like half a joke. Like, yes, I do love Ensign Benson. And I think within the Disney canon she's probably the character i relate the most to but like traditionally cinderella is my favorite but i have to throw in a shout out to miss ensign benson there i love her i love her fantastic all right what is your favorite disney or pixar movie inside out for sure oh a nathan favorite you pick (laughs) love it fantastic all right favorite disney song i love the first and last song of magic happens the parade that didn't get to run long enough at disneyland recently <laughs> it's hopefully coming back and i also love uh on my way from on your way on my way from brother bear yeah oh fantastic that's a great great song we did get to see that song performed on the walt disney stage on the disney magic um that we got to see a uh, i can't remember what the, what is a oh, once upon a song so once upon a song Ooh. yeah it's a stage show it's really just i'll call it a variety show that they do that doesn't have a plot it's just singing and dancing performances and they do it on like the european sailings and it oh, was fun. and so they did that song and it was fantastic just really really super well i love done. that it's such an underrated song yeah. and movie <laughs> yeah. And and that parade, you are 100% right, did not run for long enough. We did get to see that parade um, right before the shutdown, except wow. it broke down. So we didn't see the last couple of floats. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's coming back. I was convinced it was going to be part of Walt Disney World's 50th because the mm-hmm. colors are like the exact same. And I thought it would have been perfect there. I was yeah. wrong, I guess. But it, yeah. I think it's coming back to Disneyland, which is excellent. I might have to go there specifically to see it. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. I love it. All right. What is your favorite Disney Cruise Line stage show? I don't know, because part of our job is to work the doors for those shows and then watch over and make sure people aren't recording. So I've seen them at least like 10, 15 times each mm-hmm. at this point. I have the nostalgia for Golden Mickey's. Like I remember watching it when I was younger and thinking I originally wanted to be a main stage performer. Mm. But as I grew up, I didn't want to put in the work necessary on land to be qualified enough to do that. So like the Golden Mickey's has that nostalgia, but I love Believe so much. It always makes me cry Um, as a daughter (laughs) with a father, like just watching it, it always makes me cry. But also, I know you love Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> it's obviously gorgeous. <laughs> yes. So, that was the most non-answer possible. But <laughs> Yeah, the right answer here is Beauty and the Beast. But I'll, Yeah, I'll I love you. them all for different reasons. They all do something very different for me. So 
Yeah. They, 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 I will. Uh, I mean, I'll go see all of them. So it's you're, you're preaching to the choir here. I will. I'll go yeah. see all of them. What's your favorite bar space on board a Disney Cruise Line ship? It doesn't even have to be the dream, frankly. Yeah. Well, I was never 21 when I sailed on any of the other ships. So I'm going to go on the dream. I love pink so much. I think oh, it's yeah. so fun. Great for the Instagram pictures. Yes. But the nerd in me loves Pub 687 just because of how themed it is. Yeah. But I'll still go with pink. I, I love pink. Yeah. I think the the especially the the popsicle cocktail is super Instagrammable for sure. So love it. But also <laughs> Meridian. Like I love I've never been in Meridian at night, but Meridian is awesome as well. Yeah. And so low key and people don't know about it as much. Yeah, definitely. It's not never it's never really that crowded. Yeah. What is your favorite space on? Uh, let's go with the Disney Dream. Um, that's not a bar space. Um, I would say definitely deck four. Mm-hmm. The running track outside where the chairs are because it's always covered by the yellow lifeboat. So it's never super sunny. And I love watching a sail in and out of different ports there. And it's one of the few spaces on board that doesn't have music playing at all times. So it's a very nice place to just sit and relax if you're having a little bit of sensory overload and just want to just be with you. Maybe the sounds of shuffleboard and the ocean. I love it there. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I'm going to ask this question two ways. Favorite activity on board, but I want to get your take as favorite activity that you like to do when you're a guest versus favorite activity that you like to sort of run as crew. So let's start with let's start with favorite activity uh, if you're a guest on board that you like to do. That I personally do. I love going to the pools and sitting and enjoying the pools on board because I'm not really going to go to an event that my team is running. When I'm <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to do um, Disney music trivia? <laughs> Def- that, that'd be unfair as I would know all of the answers. But <laughs> so that's that's yeah, I love just sitting um, and watching like a downloaded episode of whatever I'm watching and enjoying the pool space. And then my favorite to run is sailing away. I think it is so much fun. I don't think I've ever had more adrenaline than when I'm doing sailing away and getting to like dance with all of the characters and welcoming people to their cruise. I oh yeah. And everybody's it. watching you. I mean, you are yeah. the center of attention. It's like it's almost so the whole much ship. fun. Yeah, yeah. It's so much fun. All right. Favorite rotational dining restaurant. It is Animator's Palette. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it really is Animator's Palette. I haven't been to the Magic since their dry dock. So I would love to see their like newer restaurants. Like it was like Parrot K when I was there last. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you haven't seen Rapunzel's. Yeah. (laughs) So I definitely want to see Rapunzel's, but it is Animator's Palette. I love it there so much. I love Crush. I love the food and the vibes. So yes, Animator's. Yeah. Awesome. All right. I'm going to ask you favorite food items, but I need to know a savory item and a sweet item. So let's start with the savory first. Yes, it is the black truffle. They're not ravioli. You said a different term. Persets. Yeah. They feel like a ravioli, but like that's the way I I would describe them to somebody as a tortellini or ravioli. It's a stuffed pasta, but yeah. Yes. 100% on the whole. Yes. The whole boat. That is my preference (laughs) for a savory dish. For the sweets, there's this cookie at Vanilla Peas that's a chocolate chip cookie with like Oreo frosting on top of it. It is very yummy. So I'll I'll get that as a little treat yourself moment every once in a while. Oh, awesome. I love it. All right. My last question. I'm going to alter my last question from... 
I normally ask somebody's bucket list cruise, but you get to go to all these great destinations (laughs) and you're going to be going to all these great destinations. Where are you most looking forward to going while you're working on the dream in this upcoming year? Yes, I already have a full spreadsheet of all the ports with notes about each of them for because we get such limited time. But I'm I've never been to Greece. And I'm really excited to do the Greek Isles tour from a cruise ship. I feel like that could be a perfect way to see Greece. And then also the Norway and like Icelandic leg of our summer, I think will be really cool because I just went to Iceland as part of this vacation, but we didn't go up north where the dream will be going. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited to see that side of Iceland where I didn't make it to um, a few weeks ago. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we definitely want to go to Iceland. And as you know, we loved our Norway cruise and would highly recommend it to anyone. I think you're Mm -hmm. going to fantastic destinations. And we did see a lot of crew out and about at all the ports in Norway, taking bicycle rides, going on hikes and all just all kinds of really, you know, fun activities. Same, really the same stuff that the guests were up to because everything was super accessible. I loved that about Norway. I thought it was fantastic. I love it. I'm so excited. Well, Rebecca, we super appreciate you coming on and dispelling some myths, maybe answering some questions, uh, just giving us uh, just the tiniest peek behind the scenes here of, of crew life on board a Disney cruise line ship. And so just thank you so much for reaching out. Thank you for listening to our show. We're, we're certainly honored to have crew on board listening to our show. And uh, yeah, thanks for taking the time. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And if anyone wants to tag along on my Disney adventures, I have a Disney Instagram that I've had all throughout my like college programs and everything. It's called DC to Disney. Because uh, I live in Washington, D.C. and keep going back and forth from D.C. to Disney. Awesome. So, yes. And I do a very recreational podcast by the same name. It is not consistent at all. <laughs> and it is just me rambling. But if anyone wants to hear even more about the crew experience, you can find me there. Oh, awesome. We love it. Love it. Well, happy sailing, Rebecca. We're excited for you to get to go on this European cruise season uh, this upcoming year and look forward to following along with you on your journey. Thank you so much. If you're ever on the dream or any of your listeners, if you're on the dream, say hi. I'd love to say hi to everyone. As always, thank you so much out there for listening to our show this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us those five-star reviews. And if you leave us a written review, we will read it on the air in our main show each and every week. We love connecting with you, our listeners, and hearing your feedback. So head over there, leave us a review. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also connect with our show via our voicemail line. If you'd like to send us a question, a comment, or otherwise have us address your feedback on the air, then just leave us a message at 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. If you'd like even more great content from the DCL Duo, you can always browse to youtube.com slash DCL Duo for our vlog. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash DCL Duo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for making this show happen each and every month. We also really appreciate our amazing show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. So if you're looking to book your next fabulous Disney vacation, head over to www.mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. 
The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of Disney Cruise Line or the Disney Company. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.